Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where you chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and I am joined by Ben Brown on this episode. Andrew Saunders uh, is taking um, one week off here because we are going to be chatting about vasectomies this entire episode. Uh, And it's something that uh, I've gone through. Um, Andrew Saunders has not yet, um, but we'll, we'll loop him in one day. But Ben just got his... A uh, mm-hmm. few days ago, what, Friday. So, I mean, Friday, we're recording this yeah. on Monday. So it was like three days, three days. Yeah. Off, right. Yep. So what we're going to be chatting about this entire episode, vasectomies, uh, some frequently asked questions, our personal experiences, uh, what I have felt kind of being six weeks out, what Ben has felt being three days out, uh, do a little bit of a health check because ever since Ben texted me, hey, I got a vasectomy, I basically said nothing. I said, I'm just going to hang out with my family. I'm not going to say congratulations. So, <laughs> so this is, um, is going to be our, our little catch up here where I just, I'm just going to ask Ben some questions and, and we're going we're gonna to dive right in real quick. Sick check. All we got to do our sick check. How's everyone mm-hmm. feeling uh, for your family, man? Oh, uh, they're all sick. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah seriously yeah so uh i don't think we've gone more than like two or three episodes without my kids being sick but um just got our our daughter and our son back from the doctor today because they've both just developed coughs and boogery and all that stuff and of course my daughter was bashing at her right ear so she has Uh, an ear ear infection. infection yeah my son has the start of an ear infection but we think it'll resolve on its own hopefully um so yeah, fun times. So they're uh, one's going on antibiotics. One we're just going to kind of wait and see. But yeah, we are officially back on the sick train. But yeah. no fevers, just coughs. So they're going right back to school tomorrow. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, just how it is. So like we, uh, our little community, we had like a, like a Christmas celebration uh, kickoff, uh, and it, it had like a parade in it. And then after the parade, mm-hmm. there's just like a community like fair, you know. And in the yeah. fair, there's just a bunch of like. Mm-hmm. These little jump jumps, right? You know, the bounce castles, all that mm-hmm. stuff. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of food. The kids all gravitate to that. We're not going to stop them. They're kids. But we all just look at each other, like all my friends. We're like, so uh, who's going to be the first one to get a respiratory virus? Because uh, <laughs> they're, I mean, that's just what that is. And sure enough, yeah. uh, today, Henry coughing nonstop. Just cough, 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 mm-hmm. cough. Pretty sure everyone's going to get it. And just in time for me to go on a work trip. So <laughs> oh, you're gonna leave Katie all alone with the sick kids. I feel terrible. Feel terrible. So I gotta I gotta head out, do a work trip. Um I gotta be in California a little bit. <laughs> but oh, um so sad. Sunny, sunny California for a week while your kids are sick. Yeah. Look, it is only a couple days. Actually, pr- oh. probably by the time that people listen to this podcast, I'll probably have already been back. So uh, but anywho, um, yeah, we're at the start of coughs. Uh, Ben's going through it. It's just how it do. But huh? there you go. Reset the, the count to, to zero. Reset the count. We're back at zero. Zero workplace accident. Zero days without a workplace accident. If Saunders was here, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, no, we're, we're still good. Like, Damn it. Oh, my kids are all fine. <laughs> Gosh, man. Such good. Uh, I was going to say. Uh, good um, immune system. Good immune system. I was going to say such good orgasms, but that's not what I said. Because <laughs> that's, orgasms. That's not is, a. No, orgasms and immune systems are not the same. No, they're not. They're very, very different, actually. Uh, I, I say orgasms because that's actually going to be one of the things that we're going to be talking about here in the next we're segment. Talking about vasectomies. Of, of, with regards to vasectomies. We'll get to that. Just track with us, guys. Just track with us. So, <laughs> don't know what a vasectomy is. You get snipped. They snip the vas deferens. And then, uh, and then, and then you, and you don't get anyone pregnant no more. 
is is the the quick spark notes um abbreviated version of that okay we both yeah. got it so yeah. ben i want to start with the main question okay before yeah. we get into the how what right what all mm-hmm. that i want to get with the why right what was yeah. your reasoning for getting a vasectomy <clears throat> on friday yeah so you know for us i think it was we always knew we wanted at least you know one kid um Originally, when my wife and I talked about it, it was like, all right, we want, I wanted one kid. My wife wanted three. We settled on two. Um, <clears throat> we have, you know, kind of gone through the the two pregnancies, technically three pregnancies with a, you know, miscarriage in between. Um, and with that, you know, my wife went through two C-sections. One was emergent. One was planned. Um, she's been through a lot right? To, to have our kids, to give us our family. Um, and so I committed really after our first kid that when we decided we were kind of ready to stop trying to make kids and just raise the ones we had, that I would take one for the team and go get a vasectomy. So then that gives her the option if she wants to come off of birth control or if she wants to use some other method, then we're still safe um, and and are not we don't have the constant worry of like, are we going to get pregnant again? Are we going to have like another surprise baby? Like it gives a little bit more stability to our sort of family plan. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, and it's a relatively minor procedure. It's not like, you know, if she were to go get her tubes tied, that's irreversible. Technically a vasectomy is reversible. Um, Mm -hmm. If we ever really decided we had to have a third kid, um, but really it's it's just for family planning purposes and just knowing where we are in our lives and kind of our goals and we want to travel with the kids more and we wanted to be able to kind of shut that chapter of the, having more kids um you know right. with right. with a little bit more finality than just you know wear condoms, condoms for the rest exactly. of our lives so and uh, <clears throat> along the same lines right i well so you know leading up to our first right wife was on birth control and you know after we got married it just it, mm-hmm. it's just what it was right, right. Uh, and everything was fine but after the first baby she tried to get back on the birth control so we can have a bit of a break uh before baby number two and it just did not like go well it's like hormonal issues mm-hmm. just side effects tried switching tried iud it's just there's just a lot of different things uh mm-hmm. and it just was like hard and then after baby number two um you know, it was just like, she tried it again. It was just like having adverse reactions, you know? So, yeah. um, and then it's like, you know, it, it was even before baby number one, I was like, I would, Oh, I'd always plan on getting a vasectomy because like, I don't expect my wife to have to like, I don't know, go through all like the hormonal things, all that stuff mm-hmm. for until, until menopause. Right. Like that's just, right. not, I'm, and like you said, I think a simple non-invasive procedure is a good way to just take one for the team and it'll have that finality. Right. Right. Have to think about it. No condoms, no, no, you know, just, uh, it's, uh, you know, we're good to go. So, um, that was kind of our decision and we're very, very happy with it. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I think for the most part, a lot of guys will, will, uh, have, you know, similar reasoning. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I, I will say, you know, I, for whatever reason, thought that this was kind of like a taboo topic, right? Like guys getting vasectomies and, you know, mm-hmm. like I think, you know, as you're younger and stuff and vasectomies weren't as, you know, of a, a, a big thing that a lot of guys mm-hmm. would be uh, doing or considering. 
it kind of had the stigma of like you're getting your balls chopped off and your your, your manhood is is you know like yeah. I don't know they, they just these these it's a stigma it's a stigma and yeah. even my brother in law uh, he was just that was never an option and it wasn't until I was like yeah, yeah I think that's, that's something I'm considering he's like wait really like, like really I was like, yeah yeah and then um and then it wasn't until like all, like a lot of our friends in our community that are all the mm-hmm. kind of similar age range and kind of like you know mid to late thirties they're done having kids some have two some have like four or five you know whatever mm-hmm. and they're all done and we're all just chatting about like yeah vasectomies I got it I'm planning on having whatever my brother in law it's just like hit him and he's just like oh my gosh like yeah. I guess. I guess this actually is something to consider. I'm like, yeah, it actually is. Yeah. And we're going to get into why, um, you know, why it, it's it's not as bad as I had initially thought it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming up, you know. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about the experience. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Walking. And in a lot of clinics, they kind of break it up into two stages. You've got like mm-hmm. the consult, the consultation where you chat with the doctor. Usually it's a urologist, right? Yeah. And you chat with them. You go through, you know, a bunch of questions that you may have that you might have lined up. Some of them might show you like a YouTube video, right? It might feel like a you know, mm-hmm. high school health class uh, for 10 <laughs> minutes or something like that. Well, they'll kind of like walk you through it, but it's a consult, right? And then they'll schedule you to, and mind you, anyone who's living in America, this is how we're, I, I don't know about the international audience because we do have a, a mm-hmm. couple international listeners here, right? And right. here in the US, this is kind of the general breakdown, right? And then after the, the consult, then they'll schedule a second, um, uh, the, the, the follow-up and that's the actual surgery, right? The place that yeah. I went to, and yeah, mm-hmm. I'll even just tell you, it's a place called Gentle Procedures. My wife was like making fun of it. Is it really? Like, yeah. I was, I was like, <laughs> why do they have to like soften it up for men? You know, it's just like, you know, I'm like, yeah. no, that's not that. It's just what they're called. Just, there's, there's their branding. But it's literally, it's in Richardson, Texas. Uh, and I'm going to have, I have a full video of my interaction with a doctor, everything. Uh, like, wow. I, like, yeah, me dropping trout, which will be blurred in the video <laughs> or, or else I get demonetized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so like the whole experience, I have it, but, uh, with them, they're a little bit different. The consult mm-hmm. and the, and the surgery happen same day, right? You go oh, in really? and you're ready. It's like, yeah. So on that note, knowing that it's kind of stage mm-hmm. one into the vasectomy experience, what was your experience? Did you have a two stage consult and then surgery or what was yours yeah so ours was a it's a two-stage setup so um i went to urology associates of the carolinas since i'm in the the charlotte area got to see dr ganim uh so mm-hmm. Jacques ganim if you guys in are in the charlotte area you're looking to have a vasectomy done uh he has done i think he's approaching according to him he's approaching seven thousand that he has <laughs> done personally yeah um and very, very good reputation. Uh, actually, a friend of mine is going to see him at literally next week. So one week after I got mine done, he's going in to get his. I have several friends who've gone to the same physician. It's all been great. Um, but same process. So you go in, uh, call in, get your appointment. You go in for an initial consult, which is you know anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. He walks you through the process, answers any questions you have, um, kind of shows you what they're going to use. Um, so we can talk about like kind of how yours was done. Cause I think yours is done a little bit differently than mine, mm-hmm. but they'll yep. walk you through kind of how each doctor is going to have a preference as to how they do the surgery. 
Um, just like any surgeon, right? They have a certain way they do certain procedures. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my urologist actually requires that you, uh, there's a one week separation between your consult and your surgery. Okay. Um, so we did a consult, I had to wait a week and then I could actually go in for the procedure itself. Um, which was just a pretty quick in office visit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, Ben mentioned, which I guess we can dive into right now. Yeah. Uh, the pro, you know, the process, right? So there's different approaches to how vasectomies go down. Um, but the 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 core of it being they snip this uh, they snip the vas deferens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where sperm is made, right? Uh, and sperm makes babies. Did you know that, Ben? So um, the- <laughs> turns out, <laughs> right? Who would have thought? So um, uh, so my doctor, doctor um. McAuliffe, by the way, at Gentle mm-hmm. Procedures. If anyone's here in Dallas, that's that's who they did, and and uh, that, that's who did it. And he was walking me through like everything uh, on the way it goes down, and like there are a couple different pers- uh, ways that they go about it. Back in the day, they would take a scalpel, right? They would mm-hmm. kind of do a small incision. Uh, they pull the vas the vas, and then they um and then they would take a scalpel, cut. I think back in the day, they would like tie it off. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then make it taut. And then I don't know if sure they're like stitching in place or whatever, but, you know, be good. And and you're done. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then they would, you know, stitch and then recovery a little bit longer. Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. Right. So for for me, it was um, so the way they, they would start with like a numbing thing. And the numbing thing, yeah. what is it? It's not like when you go to a dentist to get a cavity filled and then they would take like a needle and, and, and jam it in, right? It's not like, for me, it wasn't like a needle numbing. Him, his numbing was like this. It looked like a large pen, like a large silver pen. Mm-hmm. And when you would like basically turn, you know, at the top, there's like this little click, a switch. Mm-hmm. And when he pressed that, instead of a pen coming down, right? It was like a, 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 like a fast mist. It was just a quick mm-hmm. jet mist. And it was like this liquid and based off, uh, it was like, yeah, a quick mist. And that's like the numbing. Right. And based off of what he was telling me, it was faster, much more effective. Um, it's just so weird to me too, because it's like, it's a mist. How is that going to penetrate deep and and numb me? I don't know, but it did. It did the job. So he basically goes around. They're using. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was fascinating, you know? And so, and honestly, that's, was the most quote painful part of the procedure right mm-hmm. it was um it felt it felt like someone took a rubber band stretched it a moderate amount and then let go and, and it snapped on onto my onto my kind of oh, interesting area, right yeah. so um so they um so yeah it was he just starts i think it was like four or five sprays just all around mm-hmm. you know my, my area he goes tuh, mm-hmm. tuh, tuh. but it, it was it was not like you know one two three four five it was like one and then he kind of talked me through let it settle Mm -hmm. for a sec it kind of went all around and then i was numbed and then um you know take your take your shaft and then he basically just like tapes it back uh Mm -hmm. because it's like directly under the shaft right guys this is a tmi episode if you didn't know we're talking about a second (laughs) this is how it goes down okay (laughs) like this is this is our experience um Mm -hmm. um but at that point pretty much the painful part was over for me it, like mm-hmm. I, at, uh, other than the initial numbing after that, yeah. there was like nothing, uh, nothing to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then he's like, and then he's walking me through the whole thing. He's like, okay, I'm going to make a, a small incision. The incision mm-hmm. was no larger than a grain of rice. It was mm-hmm. tiny. They yeah. used a special tool 
to go ahead, get the Vaz on the left side mm-hmm. first. And then, you know, they do their thing. They snip and then they cauterize. Instead of tying it off, they cauterize it, right? Mm. Which, so they kind of like burn the end. And yeah. that's an interesting experience because you can like smell it. Like you can smell <laughs> yeah. like your uh you burning like your flesh burning right uh, and it's just like it's a like, weird like and it's strong it's like, it's like, like you've just like blown cook, out like a candle get a good steak yeah <laughs> right like you know that strong scent when you just blow out a candle it's like a really strong yeah. smoke it's like yeah, yeah it's like that but it's you you're the flavor so it's weird it's um <laughs> so so but he does that he cauterizes it and the other end um they kind of like it's like a they it's not they don't tie it off i forgot you can go on the website on gentle procedure. They, they might they like stitch, stitch it. it. They stitch some it. people. Some of them stitch it into like they attach it to the scrotum almost. That's exactly. Like, it's like it's right. like on the inside. So it's like one stitch. Right. They attach They're, it and it basically heals to itself, so it can never reattach to the exactly. other end. Which is that's generally why vasectomies will fail is because mm-hmm. the vas deferens can technically reattach and heal right. itself if they don't do it correctly. Which is exactly. why they change techniques and why each doctor has like a, a preferred way of doing it yeah, because um, yeah. they have the most success with a particular process. Right. And, and for him, he's like, you know, and the way that they do it, there's also, they do it so that they can also, if you want it reversed, which vasectomies can be reversed. It doesn't mean like you can always be reversed. If there's a, the chance that you wanted it to be mm-hmm. reversed, there's a, a 50% chance that it could be right. Mm. Okay. The way that they did it. And I was like, oh, listen, finality, like we're done, done. Like we, we're, right. we're done. Right. Um, and, and that was part of the consult too. Is like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? And all that. Yeah. He saw my kids running around and he's like, I'm pretty sure that you're sure. I'm like, yeah, you hear them <laughs> screaming. They think that you're going to give them a <laughs> I, shot. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I yeah. Know like I'm my, doing. my daughter was there and, and the moment the doctor walked in, she freaked out because she just associated it that she was there to get oh, shots. She thought it was for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I was like, oh, we got to get the kids out of here. So, because my wife was there for support. Anyway, um, so just to kind of quickly wrap up my uh, my my whole story, he does the first side, cauterize, stitch. Yeah, it's like in between, like your your scrotum, and there's like a little piece of tissue. They basically like hide it inside the tissue, and then mm-hmm. stitch that in, and then that's the first, and then they, they seal up that incision, and then the yeah, and then they do the same thing on the other side. Altogether, yep. it was no more than 15 minutes. Like my, yeah. like from beginning to end, when I started, when I made my video for YouTube, it was over mm-hmm. in 15 minutes. Like what? And again, the actual like snipping of the vast deference, him doing like all that, that did, it felt like, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like anything. I didn't feel it. You know, I was, I was mm-hmm. talking myself. I was talking, it was very calm, very easy going. Yeah. Um, I, so, you know, that was, my experience overall really good and then after oh well i guess we'll we'll, we'll talk about the after but uh, let me hear your experience uh, and yeah. see where where how it varied yeah so i think the the way my urologist did the procedure was a little bit different kind of just the way he approaches it but yeah outcome is exactly the same right um so for me mine was scheduled uh they're always done in the afternoon and it's really funny because i don't know if you had this experience too but walking, walking into the clinic, you can tell, like I walked into the waiting room, checked in and then turned the corner and I looked around and in the room, there were no less than 10 other guys. Yeah. yeah. All with their significant others. And everybody is either in like sweatpants or basketball shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) 
they're all here for the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Every so we, single one of these guys. They're, so it's literally like the procedure is so short in most mm-hmm. cases that they just get people in and out. I mean, they're literally moving room to room, just doing vasectomy, just one yeah. right after the other. I mean, I hate to liken it to this, but it's like a spay and neuter clinic. It's like, yeah. oh, bring your dog in. They're done in a couple of minutes and then yep. you leave. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my experience was was very similar. I think the the process was a little bit different. So for me, um, you know, waited in the waiting room, got brought back to an exam room that was all set up. What I really appreciated is when they set everything up, you don't see anything sharp when you walk yeah. in the room. Yeah. All you see is like <laughs> the gauze and like the paper you're going to cover up with. And you don't see any kind of instruments that <laughs> that are look like they're going to cut you. Yeah. Uh, which was super comforting. Um, they kept the room nice and cold so you wouldn't overheat and all that good stuff. Um, the, the process was literally just like, okay, get yourself undressed, sit down, cover up with the paper. They come in, they examine you, make sure kind of everything's still good from your previous visit. Um, and, and this is where it differs a little bit. So I actually did get uh physical, like actual shots with like a syringe. Um, um how was that? So I got three in total. I would, it actually wasn't that bad. Um, right into the scrotum or like around? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All like actually like straight in um, as far as what I could feel. Yeah. Um, it was a lidocaine. So it was just a local anesthetic. Um, same thing you would use if you're getting a filling in your tooth that they would inject into your gums. Identical anesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, within seconds, you're numb. I, I would say the the toughest part about that is just breathing through like the the pinch of like yeah. getting of having the actual injection. Yeah. But even that wasn't that bad. Like if if you're out there, if you've ever been tattooed or had a piercing or anything like that and you know how to kind of breathe through discomfort, that's all you have to do. Just yeah. take a breath, it's over in a second. And they did a total of 3 shots. Um and from then on out, I was completely numb. I didn't yeah. feel a thing. Um, other than I could feel him kind of like moving around and kind of sort of what he was doing. Yeah. But I couldn't actually feel like there was no pain. There was no discomfort, nothing like that. Right. Um, and the way they, that Dr. Ganim approaches, uh, vasectomies is he does his a little bit different. So he actually uses, they almost look like the best way I can describe it is like an unfolded staple. So like, if you look (laughs) at a staple, but they're tiny. So uh, it's like an unfolded staple. There's a special tool that they use to like actually put these things in and they use Mm -hmm. a total of three of them. Mm -hmm. So they use, I think, two on one end of the vas deferens, one on the other, and then they they cut the vas deferens so it's disconnected. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the same thing I think that you went through, which is what they call a no scalpel procedure. Right. So it's just a very small puncture. And it actually, when we were done with the procedure, I actually didn't even need a stitch at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, so once I had that, uh, the three, I guess, clamps in and they cut it and kind of got everything settled, um, they just put a Band-Aid on it and were like, hey, you're good to go. And then they give you some gauze and stuff in case you have any right. bleeding. Yeah. Um, you Now, did you have to wear a jock strap out or like some sort of support? So that they recommended that uh, during like beforehand when you, you kind mm-hmm. of scheduled, uh, they recommended it. So I actually wore like like compression shorts, like shorts that mm-hmm. I would like compression shorts that I would basically like a liner that I would wear under yeah. like basketball shorts when I would like go play basketball or, you know, football right. or whatever. That's what I wore. Um, so I helped. was actually required to have um, some sort of jock strap 
or really? something that was really, yeah. So he yeah, that's for that support do your surgery if you don't have that with you. Yeah. Um, because he's like, I know like you're going to be, if you don't have this, you need that extra support. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, and we can talk about recovery. Yeah. Um, we're, that we're to me has that. been like the most critical thing for the entire recovery process is just having really good support. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I think- even the, the day after the surgery <coughs> or the day of, yeah, I remember walking out and saying to my wife, that was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Like yeah, I walked same. in, I walked in, my hands were shaking. Like I was yeah. really nervous. I even, you can request this. Like I requested a Valium oh, to did, just oh, like, yeah, yeah. They, they, like they, take they, the edge off a yeah. little bit. I, I um, didn't really talk too much about the pre-op stuff, right? Like kind of yeah. the, the pre, the prep, but like. They walk you through a lot of these things, and yeah, they 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 suggest like if you like want anything, I just, I didn't. I was like, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go in. And really, the anticipation is a lot scarier than the actual procedure mm-hmm. itself. Now, leading up to it, like I I've heard like a mix of things. Like I, my experience was terrible. My experience was good. My like a, mm-hmm. a range. Um, but I can honestly say for for me for us, uh, oh, for you as well. Mm-hmm. Overall, in and out, minimal pain. It was it was fine. The anticipation of it was yeah was um a little bit more you know stressful. Yeah, the thought of it was way worse than the actual procedure. Yeah. Like I was way more nervous going in. Yeah. Then as soon as it got started, and literally I'm just laying there. I brought they let me bring my headphones in. I was listening to like the Eagles' greatest hits or something, and he was yeah. like, I was just laying there talking to him about music and vacations and all kinds of stuff while he's doing my procedure. Yeah. Um. And it was like you said, I mean, I think from the start of the procedure to the end was 10 minutes tops. Yeah. I mean, it was super straightforward. I mean, I was probably in the room for 20 minutes, but it was kind of comforting because when I was sitting in the waiting room, I would see guys get called Mm -hmm. and then they would come back out before I was called. So Mm -hmm. I knew it was like a relatively quick thing. And when I watched them walk out, Nobody was like limping. Nobody looked like super exactly. uncomfortable. They everyone were just, just like, oh, out. I'm done. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And they would just yeah, walk out the out front normal. door with no issue. No one was hunching or anything like that. Yeah. I would see. Yeah. yeah it's like there was the, there, there's that comfort that there are a bunch of other guys here for the same reason. But mm-hmm. yeah, everyone was just like walking out just normal. And I was like, I get, what else did I expect? Yeah, of course. I looked at my mm-hmm. wife and they're like, she's like, he seems fine. I'm like, yeah, he is, isn't he? So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, you know, procedure happens fairly straightforward. Then recovery mm-hmm. happens. Statistically, mm-hmm. I think a majority of guys, I think, well, the, the, the highest rate of vasectomies for guys happens uh, the week that March Madness starts because they just oh, sit really? down and they watch. Yeah, I think statistically that is the highest rate in which guys get vasectomies. Uh, and it makes sense because the, the next 48 hours is pretty much mm-hmm rest as much as possible that's what you're instructed mm-hmm. um like ben said you know support is a big part of it for me the biggest part was just icing it constantly keeping that yeah. thing ice to minimize that swelling was huge mm-hmm. i had a buddy of mine who his was not a no scalpel procedure that's a double negative sorry but his was with a scalpel mm-hmm. and that's you know hard part number one number two uh he didn't take the the, the post seriously enough specifically the oh, icing yeah. he's like dude you need to take that seriously in ice. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I listened to that because that really helped, uh, you know, the first 24 hours, you know, a little bit of discomfort, especially after that numbing, um, mm-hmm. 
kind of wears off. And you, so right. you might need to take a little bit of Tylenol or, or, or whatever, just kind of the base. Or I think, wait, I forgot what, what was better, ibuprofen or Tylenol. I, ibuprofen will help with the swelling. Tylenol uh, is just like general pain relief. That, there you go. Yeah, there if you, you have the swelling, the ibuprofen will help. There we go. That's, I think that's what, yeah. So uh, verify with your doctor. Don't listen to us. We're just guys. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a medical, not a medical show. This not medical Your experience here, guys. Uh, so yeah, it was about 24, 48 hours of like, like really laying low and not doing anything. And they said mm-hmm. for the first seven days, don't lift. Like, so if you're a big workout guy, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't deadlift, don't squat, you know, try mm-hmm. not to bench all that stuff. Cause you know, just for precaution, stitches can come undone. You might feel uncomfortable, whatever. Uh, so I, I abided by that. It was hard. I didn't do that running, jumping, all that stuff. I honestly mm-hmm. didn't, I felt like I could do it around day five or something like that, but I just, yeah, I was really cautious and I didn't really want to do it until, you know, uh, until like, you know, a week out, that's when I felt a little bit better. Now, about seven to 10 days out, that's when I started to kind of like tread the waters a little bit, start going on walks, and I could still feel it a little Mm -hmm. bit. But for the most part, I was in a pretty good place. Now the yeah, hard were you part still for, were you still wearing the compression shorts at that point or no were you, I, like, I just I back to normal I, I switched to underwear I wear like I guess like boxer briefs right so yeah like, I do I do so, as well yeah so so but they're not like to the tightness or support of like compressions but right they're kind of you know they're tightish they're not like yeah. you know you have more support than like just a regular standard you know underwear. like a dad boxer yeah exactly and I don't have like I don't wear like the cotton ones like I wear like the ones that kind of like stick mm-hmm. a little bit the no ride you know what I'm saying hey yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's sponsored by Haynes. You got a little fruit coming out of the loom, man. No, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that, that's what I wore. And I switched back to that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when it came to like kind of getting back to action, I'd say it took about a week uh, before I was yeah. really comfortable. There were a couple of days where I would walk to my son's school to pick him up from school. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't really feel good. I, I, it's a little, a little tender. Mm-hmm. I, I had to waddle a little bit more to make, because, you mm-hmm. know, when your balls are slapping left and right along <laughs> the thighs, you know, and it just doesn't, you know, I'm like, this is well, not, I'm not ready for this yet. Um, and you don't, I don't think you realize how much the, so what I've really noticed being like a couple days out is like, so I've been wearing, uh, I bought a couple of just like jock straps, like you would buy for sports, like middle school sports, oh, so so like 13, 14 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also, I'll wear that under like my normal, like, uh, boxer briefs. So mm-hmm. I can have like double support. Okay. But what I've noticed is like, um, I took, like I managed, I finally got in the shower the other day cause I wanted to wait for the incision to heal a little bit before I yeah. like got in the shower and, and washed off. And I did notice like, as soon as I didn't have all that extra support, like that's when I felt like a little bit of like discomfort, a little yeah. achiness. It was, the, yeah. but that was really the first time since the procedure I'd been without like a ton of support and was just yeah. like, you know, free in the shower. Yeah. Um, and so that's when you kind of notice it is like that, that little discomfort. Um, but like you said, for recovery, the doctor absolutely emphasized like 48 hours, ice, pain relievers, don't move, don't do anything. Don't like as much as you can. Don't do anything. It's hard because you have little kids, right? Especially my one year old daughter. She like, I have such a good relationship with her. All she wants to do is play with me. And like, (laughs) 
it was and so and, and you know like right at 72 hours or like right after 48 hours like i gotta pick her up i can't like just i just yeah. it was hard and yeah. i instantly regretted it because she starts jumping on my lap and her heel slips off my thigh oh, and right no. into my nuts i was like if you undid a stitch i'm gonna be so mad like, i was <laughs> so like no oh my gosh so uh but yeah i it, it was it's hard when you have you know active kids that just want to be a part mm-hmm. of you and you want to get down there you want to play yeah. but really like take that seriously and my wife was all in on it. she's like yeah just you uh you, you just you rest you do your thing yeah um so my wife yeah, was too. i gotta i gotta give her a huge shout out for taking on <clears throat> taking on both kids for two days um yeah you know yeah. making me food and keeping me you know just calm and comfortable and telling me when I was being stupid and to not like, you know, pick the kids up and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Like she was a there. massive help um, to just keep me on track. And I think that's why, you know, cause that was one of the big things the doctor said is like, if you don't follow these instructions by Monday, you'll be calling me because you'll be in a tremendous amount of pain. Right. So like, just make sure you follow these directions and you'll be fine. Yeah. So for the most part, you're, it is, you know, Monday now you're three days, three days out. Mm-hmm. Where is your pain level? Where are you feeling? You know, you're not, you're not, I'm assuming you're not going to work no. out till, till, you know, maybe yeah, Friday yeah. at the earliest. Yep. So um, where are you at? Um, it, surprisingly, like recovery the first day, a little uncomfortable. Um, day two, a little bit better. Again, using ibuprofen and ice just to kind of keep myself comfortable. Um, now that we're on like day three, four, like I was in the office all day today. So I was at work you know, work nine to five, sat in a chair, got up, walked around, walked from uh, my car up to the office, which is, you know, probably about a 10 minute walk. Um, and everything seemed fine. Yeah. Um, you know, no discomfort. What what I have found is like, I have to sleep in certain positions. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm a big like side sleeper. And yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. like when you sleep on your side, you kind of, you know, squish yourself together. Yeah. And you've got like some swelling and tenderness and all that. I did wake up on like day two or three, just really uncomfortable because I had slept wrong, but mm. it cleared up with some ibuprofen. So what I've tried to do, and this is a, a tip for anybody who's going to do this, stick some pillows under your legs to keep your feet elevated while you sleep, because it'll keep you on your back and kind of keep everything, um, you know, just in the right position. So you're not like squishing yourself in the middle of the night and waking up. There you go. There you go. Yeah. For me, um, I went on a Friday, just like Ben. I think it's a good day to go because then you have mm-hmm. all day Saturday and Sunday to kind of rest up and go back to work Monday if you need to, you know. So I think that's that was nice uh, for me. I I was just like, I guess I'm just gonna watch TV. I'm just gonna watch some shows, you know. Uh, so yeah. I tried to turn on She Hulk. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot, and then I didn't like it. So I stopped <laughs> very immediately, and then I watched Ahsoka and I powered right through it. So, um, so good. So, it was such a good show. man. Beautiful I like all the Star series. Wars stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah, so, some of the things on Disney Plus are hit or miss. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. But anyway, um, yeah, um, being six weeks out now, um, just to answer some, some, just I guess common questions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it? Are there any times where you know, like you, it feels like it hurts, sex, any of that stuff? Uh, no, no. Uh, there um, are a couple times where like my daughter's playing with me or whatever, and they'll just kind of hit the right spot, and it just feels like a mm-hmm. little twinge you know mm-hmm. but for the most part pretty much pain-free I'm, I'm i joined an f45 gym i'm, I'm doing all the mm-hmm. running and all that stuff everything is pretty good 
Um, the instructions for me were um, six, uh, and I'm sorry, 12 weeks post mm-hmm. op um, uh, is the, you know, I, I need to kind of check back in. Uh, and mm-hmm. through that, you have to have ejaculated at least 30 times. Um, and oh, so uh, you got a total number. Yeah, they said ejaculate at least 30 times within 12 weeks. And then after that, tw- and then at tw- around 12 weeks, come back, we're going to do a test. And I think the test is all online. They like send you a box and it's like, and it's like I don't know, somehow it keeps your, you know, the, the semen cold or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you, you send it and then and they test it to make sure that you're firing blanks. <laughs> right. And, and because like right after a vasectomy, like, it's not mm-hmm. like you can't just be like, okay, I'm good to go. Like you have to, you, Dude, you still need to practice kind of. That, you, you, so that was something I didn't know. Oh, really? So I, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I guess I either, I learned this in health and forgot it, but I didn't know that it takes three to four months for the sperm produced in your testes to travel to like the outside world. Yeah. So yeah. the, that you'll see in your instructions, it's like, you need to like clear the pipe. So when they give you like, a certain number of times to ejaculate. Like it's literally because you're getting all the sperm Get it that's out. left exactly. over out of your body. Right. Um, right. And also I can't, every time I think my instructions were it's three times a week for 12 weeks. And the only thing that kept running in my head was that line from Wolf. I think it's from Wolf of wall street where he's like, you got to get those numbers up. Those are rookie yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I was like, Oh man, three times a week. I was like, I was like, we could knock this thing out in like like six weeks. I'm going yeah. back to the test. <laughs> Jeez, man, it's, it's you know, or you just, just got to rub them out, man. Just yeah, do do what you got. Whatever do. you got to do, whatever you got to do to get yeah. to the promised land. Exactly. So I'm about halfway through my time. Um, mm-hmm. Have I hit thirty? You know, that's none of your business. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, we're still we're still in the process of clearing out the pipes, but. You know, in about another maybe six weeks or so, I will go through and and kind of make sure that we're uh, shooting blanks, right? Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know that that's we're, we're there. And then when we get the green light, then we can officially kind of stop that. And yeah. um, and then uh, it'll take a little while before my wife actually believes that all the tests are correct. <laughs> I, I hear this so this much like verified by medical professionals. Exactly. I hear so much that like wives are just kind of like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you're actually firing blanks. But yeah, so we're go, we'll go back, go get that test. Um, Other quick like FAQs that I, you know, that I heard, you know, that like when you get a vasectomy, there's an increased risk of like prostate cancer or just like, you know, testicular mm-hmm. cancer or whatever. Uh, that turned out to be kind of a myth that was busted. Um, there, there's no like increased chances. Um, and it's something that I chatted about with my doctor. If you have that concern, you know, you know, ask your doctors about that. Uh, did my vasectomy affect sex drive, libido? Um, for me, nope. Everything mm-hmm. is as normal. Uh, do you still come after you have sex? Mm-hmm. Yes, there's just no sperm in it. Right. So yeah. like everything like functions it doesn't as, change. No, like it doesn't, nothing the, changes. The consistency doesn't change. Nothing changes that you would notice. It's just that you don't have the part that will make a baby. Exactly. That part just doesn't come through. But everything else is still there. Yeah. Like you still get erect. You still mm-hmm. orgasm the same. I'm like, like I, why does it, why does it feel like a high school education class? Like, it feels just like weird, but like th- that's the reality, guys. Like mm-hmm. everything is still the same. Uh, and, uh, I think another thing is like, you know, does it affect testosterone? I don't know. I, I, 
I, I want to maybe do another episode on this, like 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 testosterone. Mm-hmm. Only I have low T or whatever. I feel like I'm at the age where I'm just like I gotta learn about that. But um, in in doing research, no vasectomies don't don't affect uh, testosterone mm-hmm. levels. They don't make you less uh, of a man. <laughs> they don't affect that yeah. uh, that aspect of things. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's our experience. That's the rundown. Ben, do you have any kind of like parting thoughts? Anything that you want to share uh, for just no, general experience um, of the post? just don't be afraid of it. It's, it's honestly really not, it, I was super nervous going in. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm generally pretty calm about most things. Mm-hmm. Um, at like last minute, like I said, I requested from my physician that I get a Valium, um, just to help kind of calm things down. Yep. I don't really feel like it did much. Maybe it did take some, some of the edge <laughs> off. A little, little edge, um, yeah. yeah. But like, once we got started and the recovery process, as long as you follow the instructions, um, the entire process, I remember even just sitting up from the table and mm-hmm. looking at the doctor and going, that was way easier than I thought it was. Gonna yeah. Be. Like yeah. literally in the moment, I'm still, you know, pantsless after my procedure. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that was actually pretty simple. And he's like, yeah, this is, you did great. Super easy. I mean, again, the entire process start to finish my appointment was at 3:15 i left their office by 3:45 i was heading back to my car so there you go half you an go. hour 45 minutes of my time and and we have a more solid family plan for the future there you have it guys um if you have any questions or you want to share your experiences about vasectomies any of this uh, leave a comment in the YouTube video. We'd appreciate that. You can also send an email to hello at dadverb.com if you want to, uh, you know, send us any kind of feedback or share your experiences. I'm, I'm happy to read off some of those things uh, in a future episode. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Dadverb podcast. Check the links in the show notes or the YouTube description to join us on Discord and visit dadverb.com for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood. As always, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.
Sorry, I bounced out. My bad. Sorry, I like wasn't I was in the wrong tab. Um, wait, why is it recording? Wait, I'm gonna stop recording. Hold on.